Welcome, Welcome to the Best Friends Best Ideas Podcast with your best friends, Adrian Suzuki Cruz and Jen Amos. And, and yes, yes, we really are best friends and have been for 20 years now living coast to coast. Together, we are excited to share the best ideas on how to sustain healthy relationships with your best friend or anyone you care about. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey, best friend, it's Jen, and I can't believe we're recording live. I mean, we're doing synchronous messaging now, which oh all this time we've been doing asynchronous yeah. messaging. Any opening thoughts yeah. about the fact that we're talking in real time? Well, you keep cutting me off, so I'm not enjoying that right now. <laughs> Whoops, oh shit. Oh, let me avocado you real quick. I apologize for talking over you and throwing a bunch of tennis balls your way, and I hope you'll forgive me. <laughs> I do. I do. Just breathe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but, thanks, best friend. This has been great. I mean, the whole time, the fact that we've been able to keep up and evolve our friendship through <laughs> asynchronous communication has just been tremendous. Yeah, I agree. And I had mentioned this to you back in, I think, episode one, when we were introducing the show and how I had attempted to do asynchronous messaging. And if people are hearing this for the first time, asynchronous messaging basically means that, you know, you're sort of like, it's like, it's like emailing back and forth, you know, it's, it, rather than like talking in real time, it's, me- it's sending messages back and forth and allowing the other person to, you know, respond at their convenience. And, you know, Adrian and I, as we mentioned in episode one, we have done this in our super, super spare time, whether it's at the end of the workday or, you know, starting the day before everything else starts or even like on our drive home, <laughs> like in stuck in traffic. Yeah. And so it's just been really cool to like have evolved our relationship from, you know, the kind of relationship that had spent a lot of real time together, you know, having grown up together since middle school, essentially, you're still in the West Coast and I'm here on the East Coast. And this has been just such a fruitful project for you and I to do. I mean, it, it was one thing to like just send messages to each other, but to have shared our journey of reuniting publicly yeah. and via podcasting has been amazing. No, it's been great. I mean, the fact that we are even doing this together as a podcast has been a new experience for me and every moment of it. So I just avocado you too, best friend, <laughs> for <laughs> giving us this opportunity to talk together. And so thank you. Yes, for sure. And so, you know, part of the reason why we decided to record this with not the best audio quality is because Adrian and I were actually catching up for a whole hour <laughs> before, you know, before we did recording. And it got me to realize that a lot of our best conversations are just kind of done over the phone and it's very candid. And it's been, it's just hilarious, like how we, you know, how we tend to go down rabbit holes and we start talking about like, oh, how is your day? you know, talking about our work lives and other really random stuff. It's just really cool how our conversations can, you know, go in different avenues and roads, paths and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, what I really enjoy about our conversations is how intellectually stimulating they are. And also, it I think our conversations have always 
inspired both of us to be introspective, to look at ourselves and constantly focus on self-improvement, which is something I think you and I have always had in common. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So I'm curious, best friend, I, you know, as like, this is really our season finale. This is our way to wrap up uh, one of best <laughs> Okay. For the record, it was your idea to wrap up yeah. 12 episodes. So, so we'll just say that. But I actually think it's great though. Like, you know, I'm sort of the kind of person that when I think about even my other podcast shows, I think of like, you know, I'm going to like produce episodes until I feel like it's ready to wrap up, like ready to close a season. Like if you look at any of my shows, I don't like say, okay, like we've done 25 episodes. We're done. You know, we're done with the season. We're going to yeah. do another episode. We're going to do another season with 25. But I'm really glad that you had suggested 12 episodes because this is a new project that you and I are doing together. I think it was actually a great idea to be like, you know what, let's see how this plays out. And let's have some closure with it so that we can have time to like reassess and decide if we want to do a second season or not. So I'm curious, best friend, I know that you are an avid podcast listener. What was sort of the inspiration behind, oh, let's do 12 episodes? Well, I first want to comment on one thing, best friend, on the whole before the 12 episodes. I really think that even just closing it at 12 episodes for the first season I had in mind originally thinking, yeah, 12 was to get us started, but also 12 was to kind of like, I wasn't sure how far we were going to go. So I didn't even think, I thought we were going to end it like the 20th episode or 30th episode, but got busier with our work schedule, or at least my work schedule. And then also, you know, even a lot of things that are happening nowadays, I did notice that like trying to find time, I did enjoy what we, we created. And I just, in my mind, I thought we were going to just kind of continue it forever. And you oh. <laughs> told me like, hey, I think we need to wrap it up a little bit. And then the, it kind of reminded me of one of our episodes, if you haven't listened to it, listeners, is that I'm a starter and Jen's a finisher. So when she said, hey, we got to close it at least for the first season before we start another one, I was like, oh, nice. Because I was going to keep this open and kind of feel like, all right, we did 12 episodes, you know, what's the next one? So that answers the actual question. It doesn't, uh, the really too, I, I think what we decided together, it was a kind of a dis- together decision. Like, let's see, 12 episodes was more of like, hey, one episode per week, something that we can kind of do. And, and it'll be a three month span because nothing really grows if you just do it once and and mm-hmm. every other week or every once a month, you know, because then, then actually, you know, we, we'd have a whole year's worth you know, because if we only posted once a month, then yeah, then that's where we would be at. But I think 12 was good for us to kind of see some progress and just kind of because every day we were we were communicating regardless whether we were recording or not. And and I thought it was really nice to have some of these deeper conversations recorded. So I think 12 was a good number for to show like a three month, like a quarter, you know, you kind of yeah, you, like so, <laughs> so that's kind of how I, I looked at it. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's funny how it was like the 12 episode was initially an idea. And then being the finisher I am, I took it seriously. I was like, okay, you want to do 12 episodes. And then it seemed like you're kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess we can do 12 episodes, which is like so hilarious. <laughs> but no, I, I do think it's good because obviously, like we just rekindled our friendship at the beginning of the year. And I know that I kept like kind of putting a bug in your ear about like, you know, I was jokingly podcasting to you. 
And then that sparked an idea for you to be like, hey, we should actually do a podcast. And I just can't believe that that conversation was what almost six months ago at this point. And, you know, here yeah. we are wrapping up with, the, with wow. season one. And, you know, actually, best friend, we have episodes ready for a season two already. Like yeah. we, if we really wanted to like start next week, uh, you know, I mean, I do think we need to take a break, but you know, if we really wanted to like start up quickly, we already have content because, you know, you being the starter you are, you already had presented other topics for us to talk about. We've already done some recordings for that. So even though we are wrapping up season one, I feel fairly confident that season two is just going to be around the corner. Yeah. I agree too. The fact that going back to that quarter analogy, you kind of like, even, you know, as working in sales, you kind of look back after each quarter and try to adjust and see if you need to follow the same direction or you have to go somewhere else or close certain things. And, and I think for us too, now we have, we really have the content that we've done and we can kind of really expand on what we can do moving forward. So it's a good pausing point, I would say. Yeah, for sure. So as we wrap up here, I wanted to do some reflection on this first season. And I know that like a lot of the ideas we initially recorded are literally been done like months ago, but I thought I'd ask this anyway, best friend, do you recall like out of our recordings so far that have been released, like which episode or which best idea was your most favorite talking about? Like, can can you kind of recall that? Yes, I can. And it's hard to pinpoint which one I would say. I think it's a combination of the episodes. But overall, I think what I want to share in from the podcast that we've done, a lot of it is like we, we started off with different productivity kind of conversations to almost deeper, <laughs> deeper personal uh, things about our friendship and even our professional lives. and. I think a lot of it too, best friend, you kind of helped me not only like us evolve our, our friendship together, but it, even to help evolve me as a person and just having you there throughout these episodes have been, I feel very whole and as a person now again too, because I'm constantly growing and like some of the episodes that I would like to kind of like share that I'm talking about, like are, you know, I had certain anger issues <laughs> on, <laughs> on on my temper, and you gave me this rubber band analogy, and I now wear this band, actually, that says just breathe, because constantly I will feel that I boil up like a like a lava volcano, and I just remember like our the rubber band analogy to kind of like stretch it and just breathe and help myself calm down. So that's really been helpful because I know that if I lashed out on anyone or even you, if I had done it, then I would have been sad to have done that. So that one was a really big one for me. And I think another one I just want to point out was the Healthy Boundaries episode. That was a huge epiphany of me. And also it was fun to kind of give, I know I was talking a lot about my work situation, but I got to at least create these fictional characters that you taught me that I could do. So that was kind of fun. Um, I do apologize for anyone who is listening and, and you're that person. But I mean, <laughs> like the alarm clock and the chatterbox. Uh, so I just thought it was really cool to, to kind of narrate what was going on in my situation and the fact that we were able to talk back and forth through my situation 
even sometimes we took some time, but that would be my answer. Those two stuck out pretty well for me. And mm-hmm. I would like to turn it to you, best friend, like, well, one of my thoughts of what I've shared and also what you liked, which episodes. Cool. Well, cue elevator music. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But there's a little mermaid. <laughs> oh my God. I got to tell you, best friend, when you first suggested that was going to be your transition song, I was just laughing. I was like, this sounds like this totally sounds like Adrian. And I just imagine you kind of like prancing in the room, like, you know, just like super happy, like you and your sunshine just like coming in. And yeah, it's just so funny. Like, I think your song really adds like a lightness to our show and and everything and all that. But no, I'm glad that you asked me the question back. That means a lot. I'm glad that you threw the tennis ball back in my court. (laughs) And speaking of analogies and yeah, you know, I have to say that because when we were trying to create the show, like you and I had discussed early on, like what is the most important, like what are our major objectives in putting the show together? And the number one thing that was most important to us was our friendship. It's like, no matter what happens, our friendship comes first. You know, we don't want the show to take over our friendship. And so I really love how we started with that foundation. And I think that the initial episodes, like kind of the first half, like the first six episodes was really us like, yes, talking a little bit about relationships, but you know, like you said, sharing some productivity hacks and stuff like that. It was really episode seven when you shared the TED talk about what makes a good life. And I think that episode made me feel like closer to you because I think again, like, you know, a lot of our conversation at the beginning of the year were your productivity hacks, but something about this Mm. one kind of reminded me of the humanity of ourselves individually Mm -hmm. and then the bond that we have as best friends and, you know, being affirmed that, you know, the way to live a good life is to have good relationships and it's going to be messy, especially trying to rekindle a friendship like you and I did, but it's worth it. It's worth it in the long run because, You talked a little bit about how doing this show has helped you in your personal and professional life. I mean, same thing here, you know, and and I'm in a place today, you know, this time of the year where, you know, for the longest time living in the East Coast, not the longest time, but for the last four years living in the East Coast, I know I had mentioned this in a couple of episodes, you know, I kind of hint at it, but I've struggled, you know, trying to find friends, trying to find a sense of community, trying to find a sense of home at the end of the day. And fast forward to now, the last hour we were talking and catching up before we did this recording, I felt like I could confidently tell you how grounded I feel now and how grateful I am Mm. to have a local in-person community. And I know that I worked really hard to get to this point. And I do believe that because of having these conversations about what makes a good life is good relationships. Like it hadn't, I kind of had these conversations before building the in-person stuff. I don't think I would have as healthy of a foundation now if it wasn't for our conversation. So mm-hmm. I just really love that, like, you know, being able to talk about our friendship and share, you know, the importance of relationships and, you know, building sustainable relationships. Somehow I feel like episode seven was really the first most heartfelt like episode we've done together. Yeah. And to me, it kind of set the tone of like, yeah, we're best friends, you know, <laughs> like, like, we're, we're back. <laughs> like, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's sort of how it felt for me. And like, every episode after that, it just feels like it was getting more real. And I think yeah. that we really needed those initial episodes to warm up 
to, you know, doing this. But the way that we both have opened up on the show, I do think that to me, it felt like it started with episode seven, which is titled How to Live a Good Life by Building Good Relationships. So best friend, I just have to thank you for sharing that TED Talk with us because that really sparked a loving, healthy, intellectual conversation between us, you know, as, as, as best friends. I'm glad that you brought that episode up specifically, and I have to agree. And your perspective on it too, like, uh, and this is all the whole thing, the whole warm up that you were saying too. We weren't really sure how we were gonna like kind of run it. We were kind of like, oh, best friends, best ideas. Now it became <laughs> like <laughs> best deep like conversations, you know. <laughs> and yeah. So you just never know. I like how you put it in that way, where uh, it's true. And that's what I was saying too, where like, although there were several episodes that we started off with and how we wanted to create this, we we actually talked about like how to make a certain format and it will be like this and it will be like that. And then next, you know, we're talking about (laughs) things about how to sustain better relationships, which was kind of our purpose. And I've enjoyed every moment of it as well. And so this has been really, really great whether we've recorded it or not, because we've really just been in touch the entire time. Like, I know you, you're talking about your community and how, how you, you feel grounded. And for me, I also the same way I've told you, it's like I've expanded or I've even tried to rekindle certain relationships from my past because I just felt like it was a, it was a time to kind of like, it was a good self-reflective time. I've grown my friendship with my best friend can I expand that, you know, with other people, you know, whether it's my family or older friends or newer friends, you know, how can I expand those relationships? So this, this has also just been a platform for us to show others that there's so many different ways to expand a relationship and how to evolve it too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so proud of us, best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last thing I wanted to add that I think has been so impactful for me is we often joke offline that like you act a lot, my spouse, Sam, and I kind of have the traits of your spouse, Maria. And I actually have really enjoyed hearing you talk and more importantly, like, hearing me talk and kind of explaining my perspective when, let's say, for example, you're throwing, this is the analogy, when you're throwing all these tennis balls, all these ideas my way, and I don't feel heard by the one tennis ball I sent your way. Like, and talking about these analogies, it got me to realize that, oh, and I'm trying to say this in a very positive way. It's like some people don't have that self-awareness to know that like they're kind of bombarding someone else with a lot of ideas because they're so excited about what they're sharing and they don't want to forget it that they they have to blurt it out. They have to get it out yeah. or else it's going to be forgotten. And I have to say that I really appreciate having learned your perspective as a starter, a novelty seeker, you know, someone who is <laughs> one to throw a lot of tennis balls naturally on someone else's side and also how difficult it is to learn how to acknowledge, how to avocado or advocate, you know, we're, we're saying the same thing, you know, and like, to have that open dialogue with you, best friend, has helped me in my personal and professional relationships to give people more compassion. And if people, let's say, cut me off in conversation, I think to myself, like, okay, it's not that they're cutting me off, which I mean, they are, That's let's not deny that. But part of like why they're doing that is because they're really excited. They really want to share something with me. They want to share their enthusiasm with me. 
And you know what? I need that. You know, I like that. I love it when people are enthusiastic to me. And again, this is not to minimize my needs and, you know, it's not to minimize my desire to feel heard. It's just that I've been able to gain more compassion and understanding when, let's say, for example, I share something with you, but then you don't respond acknowledging it because what I've learned from you, best friend, is that maybe part of why, like sort of how I understood it is that you may not always acknowledge things because you've already acknowledged it in your mind. You know, like you <laughs> listen to my, like you listen to my auto recordings over and over again before you actually respond. And so that's your way of acknowledging it is you in a sense internalize it. And so it's gotten me to realize that not everyone is going to like be able to verbally acknowledge something, but that doesn't mean that they didn't hear you. And I think that's like the biggest message that I've learned from talking to you and having these conversations is that it kind of reminds me of like, let's say I'm talking to my mom and I feel like she doesn't hear me sometimes all the time, <laughs> but it's not to say that she didn't hear me, you know, like, and that's the biggest thing I had to learn is that it's okay. Like so long as I share everything I want to share, maybe the way that they heard me is going to show up in other ways. It's kind of like, like I think about like my spouse, Sam, where it's like, I always, try to remind them to bring cookies from the office because they have like cookie hour on Wednesdays at three. <laughs> and some days like I don't even have to tell them because they surprise me by bringing them home. And in a way, that's me feeling heard because it's been ingrained in them. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. even though they, didn't, they, they don't respond back, like, yes, I'll get you cookies. They just come home with the cookies. It's like, yeah. oh, they did hear me. They did hear me. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't verbally say it, but they remember they're like, it's, they know it's part of my routine and part of the thing I look forward to like every Wednesday is at three o'clock, you know? But yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned. And I, I just want to repeat this one more time because this is the first time I'm articulating it actually is like, just because, <laughs> just because, yeah, just because it seems like someone, just because I don't feel heard doesn't mean I'm not heard. Like just because someone isn't acknowledging what I said doesn't mean that they're not listening. They did hear me. And that's like the biggest thing I've learned from you. And that's the, you know, that's what I've learned to give people grace and compassion if they don't respond. Now, I'll bring it up later, don't get me wrong, but just to have that understanding that not everyone knows how to verbalize acknowledgments and avocadoing and, and all that stuff. So does that make sense? <laughs> I know I know, I said a no, lot. It tell, no, it tell me, I've listened this entire time and I'm thinking like, that's how I've been sharing my enthusiasm, my ideas, but at the same time, through our conversations, you also have taught me to acknowledge an avocado, <laughs> uh, which are words that, you know, are advocate is how we say here. But I mean, if it wasn't brought to my attention about this, especially the tennis ball analogy, I don't know how some of our conversations would be. It would probably still be me just sharing way more ideas than <laughs> me actually verbalizing. And it actually has helped me to slow down because it's not always just about me, you know, I realized. And actually, as we spoken offline and on the podcast, I've learned over time to hear what you have to say and verbalize. I have never done that before because I, mm-hmm. like you said, I wasn't self-aware about it. But even my spouse, Maria, was saying, yeah, you don't listen. And I was like, how is it that I don't listen when I am listening? But because I've <laughs> internalized it, right? So it's good to know that like, you know, sometimes I even literally, this is what happens to me. I, I will say yes in my mind to a question. <laughs> and then Maria would be like, is that a yes or a no? And I'm like, oh, 
uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then, so when, when we're talking, like, I'd be hearing all of the sides that you've shared, but because I haven't verbalized it, I realized the power of verbalizing as well, because when people are not heard, then it kind of gives them that impression of like, is this person really listening to me? Like what you were saying? Yeah. And it starts to create some hidden feelings of like, I don't know if this is a relationship I want to be with because it might just be one-sided all the time. But the fact that you even have, you know, obviously it was because I wanted to be self-aware because Maria was saying that I wasn't a good listener. But the <laughs> fact that you even told me after the fact, it was great because now it opened up my own mind of like, wow, well, if I'm doing that with Maria and I'm doing that with my best friend, Am I doing that at work too? Like, am I doing it everywhere? <laughs> and so it was really good to now, nowadays, I'm really like, you know, I think even any relationship I've been in, as I have actually seen a best friend, and I've told you this, I've met certain people who are exactly like me, who just throw a ton of tennis balls, but then don't avocado anything or advocate anything. And and then I'm supposed to ask another question, you know? <laughs> so, and I was like, what about me? You know? So, I've learned to even see it from the other side as well. So thank you for giving me that perspective. And it isn't an easy skill, but it was a skill that I wanted to learn. And then look where we are now. So, Yeah. And to add on to that, like part of the biggest thing that you've taught me without you realizing it, or you know, whether you know it or not, is I've learned to, like if people don't avocado me or acknowledge me or, or throw a tennis ball back, I've learned not to take it personally because it's most of the time it's like not personal. Most of the time it's, it seems like it's just kind of an oblivious thing on the other person's part. And it's my responsibility. Like I've learned that it's my responsibility to advocate and to ask for that confirmation to say, you know, mm. did you hear what I said? You know, like learning, learning yeah. to just even confirm for myself just so I know that's definitely something that like I've learned, like even just saying stuff, like, let's say I'm talking to my spouse and at the end I'm like, right. <laughs> like, oh, am I right? <laughs> that makes sense. You know, even, even just to say that, like this, just, just to prompt it just for them to be like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Makes me feel heard, you know? And I realized mm. just everyone communicates differently is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I realized that in order for me to feel heard, I have to verbalize how I want to be heard. Even if it's ending every sentence with, does that make sense? Or did you hear me? Or you got that? Or right? You know, just having that kind of language, which is actually something we haven't talked about on the show yet. So I'm glad to have shared some tips and tricks, <laughs> you know, for this final season and kind of what verbiage do you use if you're someone in my situation that wants to be heard rather than waiting for someone to acknowledge you or to know the perfect words. It's like you have to, you know, my, like myself, it's like you have to advocate and use your words to ask them to validate you, you know, and, and to avocado you. So yeah, best friend, I'm just extremely grateful that we've learned so much about each other along the way. And I love that everything that we've talked about has caused a ripple effect in many other aspects of our life. And, you know, I feel like I'm a happier, healthier person because of it. So, so thanks, best friend. <laughs> You're welcome. And to add to that, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I do know that we always, especially one of my favorite words to say is like, oh, and one more thing, and one more thing, one more thing, for just a hundred more things in our dad. So I just thought that, like you said, I like the word that you use. You always have the great 
of words to use best friend like this causes a ripple effect and then you know all this stuff. so it's very yeah. elegant and so thank you for that and summary you know it's you're able to as you know i kind of like say all these words and i'm like well i can't find the right words and then you kind of summarize it like beautifully i'm like oh that's exactly what i wanted to say <laughs> so uh, thank you and then yeah and i do want to add one more thing to what you had said about the the whole wording thing you have taught me because I'm a rambler and I know that sometimes I will cut people off not knowing that I'm cutting them off. And so you actually taught me in one of the episodes, best friend, which I use now to today is just to ask anything else. Yes. <laughs> it's, that is such a lifesaver because then even with my relationship and even at work, because sometimes I shift the story to me and it's like that whole thing of wanting up someone and it's yeah. really cool to just to be like, oh, anything else? And then, oh, no, I'm done with my story. And then I can now move on to, you know, not having to cut them off and the feeling that they're unheard. And so thank you for that, best friend. Like, it, everything that we're saying, you know, and learning from each other is, is mutual. That's what I'm trying to say here. And and equally, we, we've actually evolved every single time we've uh, we talked. So I think that's the fun part about this, too. We have so many different experiences on a day-to-day basis. And just the fact that we can kind of like bounce off each other, like it's just mm-hmm. been really helpful to have you around, you know, and I'm really happy. Yeah. My two thoughts to that is first, when saying anything else is a very finisher type personality, because I'm very, <laughs> I'm trying to com- conclude, like I, I want them to, con- I want them to finish what they're trying to say. Right. So I think that's kind of where it comes from. And then secondly, what I was going to add, oh my God, I totally forgot. Wait, wait, hold up, Dennis. I was going to say something. What was I gonna, oh crap. I forgot. What, what did you say? <laughs> what was the last thing you said? I think we need to keep Sorry. that in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You know what, Dennis, just keep all this in there. This is the final, this is the final episode. Okay. The second thing. Okay. You were talking about, you said anything else. And that really helps you with your relationship. And then, yes. crap, I totally forgot what was the second it's thing. It's not that we're it's very mutual, that we're very much growing at the same time by bouncing off our ideas. Yes, I uh, remember yeah. now. Okay, yes, I totally remember. So early on, thank you, by the way. Thank you for, I'm acknowledging you helping me jog my mind. You're welcome. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. Okay, so this is, this is, is, I mean, this is fun doing it in real time, obviously. I hope our yeah. listeners are getting a kick out of this. Season two format. (laughs) I know, right? I know, seriously. We'll just like talk whenever you're in a hotel room. (laughs) Um, So I remember... I remember in like the brainstorming session of in creating this podcast, I remember you said early on that like, like, oh, what if we run out of ideas, you know? And Mm. my immediate response is like, best friend, we're not going to run out of ideas. Like it's it's you and it's me. Like we're never going to, we're going to be in our 60s, probably still doing a version of the show. And I think like now, like I bring this up now because just like what you said, like our relationship is continuing to evolve. And as it continues to evolve, Mm -hmm. Like it causes this ripple effect in our personal and professional lives. And therefore it adds more experiences under our plate and it'll give us more, like being able to do this, like gives us more stories to tell and more, more lessons to share. And I'm hopeful. I think season one was such a great warm up for you and I to explore what it's like to be a co-host together and to, mm-hmm. you know, just toss some ideas out there and learn about each other. And so that being said, I'm super hopeful that 
like season two is going to be amazing. If not, like, I think the season two is going to reflect a more evolved version of us, you know, individually and our friendship. And I think everyone's going to be in for a treat <laughs> in season two. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was so like, did I lose connection? <laughs> Best friend, thank you for asking. Thanks for asking. No, nothing else. Anything else from you? (laughs) In all honesty, yes, I think to like what you said. And oh, I'm going to finish it. No, uh, to wrap up. uh, Well done. (laughs) You said, you finished it. Yeah, yeah. This has been great. And then, uh, like I said, I think even with uh, moving forward, I'm really looking forward to seeing our future selves because the fact is that. If I'm going to be content now, like with everything, well, yeah, that's, that's good to be in a happy place. But I think if we're always constantly going to be improving, like what we, what we are talking right now, I think that's going to be great because who knows what we will be like a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. Just the way that we are communicating and evolving every single day, you would think that there would be a point where it's like, okay, I'm going to be you know, this person for the rest of my life. But you know what? Like, that's not how humans are. We're going to continuously grow. And, and what better way to grow with through a relationship and sustaining relationship, right? So, yeah. I, that's I all agree. I Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you. <laughs> Good one. Close it for us, my friends. Finish it. <laughs> yes, yes, I will finish it. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> agree with, everything that you just shared. And I think the way to wrap up the season is by saying, like, you know that you have established and built a healthy, sustainable relationship when both of you can grow together and individually. And I think that that this is why I feel very confident that you, I know, right? I can't believe I said that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like got to repeat that or something. <laughs> I, I will. You know, <laughs> you know that you've established a healthy, sustainable relationship when you can grow together and as individuals. Like that's how I know best friend. I mean, it's rare to have a friendship that's lasted for twenty years like us. And I think it's because of that constant, like you know, self improvement. And also, you know, two things, it's that self-improvement and also that desire to have sustainable, healthy relationships. So, you know, kudos to us, best friend. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm super appreciative of our friendship. I'm so glad we met 20 years ago, 20, 20 plus years ago, really. <laughs> and I am really excited to see what the next season's going to bring for us. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right, well, well, to our listeners, yeah. if you want to get a hold of us, just take a listen to our outro, especially in the off season. We'd love to connect with you. And yeah, that's it, best friend. I'm going to wrap it up. So thank you all so much for joining us. And we'll see you in season two. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Best Friends Best Ideas Podcast Podcast with with your your best friends, Adrian Suzuki Cruz and Jen Amos. We hope that today's conversation gave you the best idea on how to sustain a healthy relationship with your best friend or anyone you care about. If you enjoyed our show, 
be sure to leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. You can also support us by buying us a drink at buymeacoffee.com forward slash BFBI as in best friends, best ideas podcast. Again, that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash BFBI podcast. Lastly, if any of our ideas have helped you in any way, we'd love to hear about it at bestfriendsbestideas@gmail.com. We'd be happy to give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Until, Until next time. time.